Thanks for joining us. A quick heads up, then we're going to get started. Today's Broker Connect, we're going to be doing one hour, so it's going to go really quick. Um, the history on this show so far seems to be that um, we end up spending a lot of time talking for two or three segments with not a lot of questions. Then all of a sudden, at the end, we get blasted with questions and we can't get to them. Um, I'd love to get you, the listeners and the callers involved sooner today. So jump in right now with questions, comments, topics, anything at all that you've got. And we will try to get to your calls earlier today so we can get to more of them. We're going to get started. Here we go. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford, and this is Broker Connect. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. This is the episode where we bring carriers and brokers together to find new and innovative ways to bring more value to our mutual customers, the shipping community. The system's been broken for decades, and it's time to fix it. That's my mission on this show. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about building strong relationships, rates, lanes, spot markets, seasonal freight. And of course, we'll talk about the problems and challenges, but we'll seek solutions and so much more. Pick up the phone and join the conversation. We're going to get to your calls and questions in a little bit. This is the show where we bring carriers and brokers together. And from the broker side today, I'm being joined by Tom McClear from Max Trans Logistics. Tom, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you today? Doing fantastic. So, uh, you know, we're going to jump right into it today. You know, this is one of our newer shows, and I've spent the last month or two kind of going over the concept and why we're doing it. And I really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of, of how we really start to, to make this better. How do we build better relationships with brokers and carriers? And, you know, the ultimate reason for doing this is we'd all like to make more money. And the only way I see of doing that is to provide more value to the shipping community and get those rates up. I don't see it happening across the board, but I think in, in our little world, our niche, that if we start working together and really, you know, problem solving and using critical thinking and providing real value to the shippers, we can get those kind of rates that that you and, and carriers and everybody else is really looking for. But I think we have to provide the value. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, and Max Trans Logistics? Well, you know, I've been in the industry for quite a while. Um, you know, I started off, uh, uh, I guess, working with my dad, going over the road with him. And, you know, he taught me trucking uh, back, uh, geez, I was probably seven, eight years old when I, I started driving in the truck with him. and it take me cross country and, you know, once you get it in your blood, you kind of fall in love with it. It's kind of a love hate relationship type thing. And I've kind of worked at a few different places and uh, I've kind of done it all from expedite to dedicated, uh, you know, automotive. And now I'm landed here at uh, Max Trans and I've been kind of doing a little bit of everything over here 
you know, trying to get some year-round freight and project freight, and um, I do a lot of power only as well, um, specialty moves, a little bit of everything. And, you know, what you talk about as far as there's got to be a better way, it definitely really hits home because, you know, you can use the boards out there and Internet Truck Stop and Dat and post post loads up there for rates that are, you know, the spot rate and market, but it's really not really what's happening out there. You know, I think for me, you know, when I, when I get a, a carrier that, you know, I really trust and we can communicate well together, it just makes, makes it so much easier and the customer is so much happier and they're, they're going to call me back and they, they want to do more. Um, so uh, definitely, definitely, definitely is a big deal. Isn't that what we're really all trying to do in our business? We're we're trying to find those those dedicated customers who are willing to pay for real value. You know, to, I've said it so many times that that trucking in so many ways can become just a commodity. It, it's just all right. anybody's looking for is price. They don't see the difference one truck to the next, one carrier to the next. To many of these shippers, it, and they've been conditioned to this though. It's just all the same. It's just a truck. Get my freight on somebody's truck and, you know, hopefully it makes it to, you know, point B without too many problems. But when you find those really good relationships, you see how much better it works. And then we can get beyond the commodity. We can get to the point where the shipper is willing to pay for the value. I, you know, I hear all the time from carriers, the broker doesn't want to pay anymore. They don't want to pay what I'm worth or the, you know, and then we could go to the shipper because they're the ones ultimately, you know, deciding how much they're willing to pay for a service. But if your service is just the same as everybody else's, well, why would they pay more? I, you know, that, that you know, there's lots that you're of, right. of and, you know, I talk about that with my team all the time. I'm like, okay, what, what makes us different? You know, you have carriers out there and, you know, they, they will call and say, hey, well, I need this rate. And, you know, it's $500 higher than what my customers willing to pay. And, you know, I try to think, okay, did I just price this wrong? Like, what am I doing um, to where I, you know, where's my error? And, you know, I can go back to the customer and say, hey, well, you know, we're five, six, seven hundred dollars higher, and then they'll say, "Well, forget it." You know, I'll just use somebody else. And then at that right. point, you know, the carrier is out. The broker has a bad name because I'm, you know, you're trying to give them a bad rate uh, that's not the market. So it's, it's a really, really touchy situation a lot of times because I want to keep my customer happy. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to gouge them. But on the flip side, you got owner operators and drivers out there. You know, they got to they got to make their money too. They, they have expenses on the road. There's a lot of things that a customer necessarily doesn't really see that really goes into the whole process. So I try to educate my customers and, you know, keep them informed of what's going on. You know, every week I send them updates. Hey, this is what the market's doing. Um, you know, the spot market is up just because, you know, capacity short, you know, so we're going to have to pay a little bit more this week than we did last week. And the good customers will understand. Uh, the other customers who just want the lowest rate and just move it, you know, they're not always they're not always going to agree. Uh, so, you know, that's a bit of a challenge on my side. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I talk about that because when I, you know, talk to the carrier side and I say, look, you, you know, stop chasing the rate on the load board. Stop logging into the load board, just looking for the best rate, calling somebody cold. First off, you're not getting the best freight and the best rates. 
because most of that stuff doesn't even make it board. The really good stuff, you know, it's going to go on a truck that we know it's going to be handled correctly and there aren't going to be problems or if they are, they're going to be solved quickly and efficiently. And by chasing that rate constantly, you're never building the relationship. You're never getting to the point where you can actually provide value. And they'll say, well, you know, most of the brokers or they'll say all the brokers that I talk to, they're not interested in building a relationship. They don't want to pay any. And I'll say, well, stop. I, I never said you could build a relationship with everybody. Just like you as a broker, right. there are some customers you just don't want. If all they're interested in is best rate and they treat you like a commodity, well, there's lots of carriers out there and brokers that'll take that. Let them have that freight. That's not what I want. And I, I don't think that's what you know, most of my small owner operators want. We have to realize that it's a small percentage of the market, both shipper and broker, that really wants to get to that you know, value proposition. Many brokers I see, it's just pure speed of the transaction. How many loads can we move? And we'll just take a little piece out of each one. And I'd like to get to that model where we have really outstanding small carriers and really outstanding brokers looking for the, the relationships and the value to get that rate that you just don't see everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when, when I talk to my customers, you know, one of my selling points, because, you know, I know sometimes I'll get an email and they'll have four different brokers on it. And they're like, I need a quote and I need a rate and, you know, loads ready now type of thing. Right. And, you know, I can put a, I can put a rate on it. You know, I can, I can grab a rate. I know what the lanes are pulling, but that necessarily isn't something that you can, it's not sustainable. That type of, that type of communication is not sustainable. Like if it's like me against, to other companies, what can I provide that's a little bit, I guess, better than everyone else out there? And when you talk about relationships, if I have a carrier that I know, that I trust, that I talk to all the time and say, hey, what, what can you do this for? And can you be there on time? Are you going to call me? Is there going to be any issues? Fine, right away to my customer. They will pay more knowing that, hey, this is, this is locked in. This is not going to be something that's just willy-nilly put together. Who knows when the driver is really going to show up? Who knows when I'm going to get an update? And, you know, for me, you know, when, when the driver's on the road, I want the driver to do what the driver does best, and that's drive and work the, work the truck, do their inspections, you know, make sure everything's delivered safely, paying attention to that, not worrying about, the, I guess, the back office stuff, because that's what a broker is. You know, I'm like your full-time salesperson that is working for the small carrier every single day. That's what I do. I sit in an office, I work, I look for freight, I look for opportunities, and I put it out there. And I wouldn't say all, I wouldn't say all brokers are like that, but that's what, that's what I try to do. And it, it's been really successful, you know, with that model. Well said. And, and that's what the show's all about. We're going to get to a break. I see the questions are piling up, so we're going to start to get to some questions right after this break. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Broker Connect. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. I've got Tom McClear with me from Max Trans Logistics. Tom, you and I could probably talk all day about this kind of stuff. What do you say we find out what the uh, listeners want to talk about? That sounds great. Now you had mentioned uh, doing some power only, and I scanned the board here and saw a question about that. So let's go to Ohio. John, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call. Just uh, a couple of questions there. One of them was uh, a question about power only. If there are any brokers that specialize in power only, that's the first question. Uh, second question, do you have like a uh, top 10 of uh, dispatcher services, dispatching services for uh, people who are using dispatching services? And uh, third question, uh, somebody who is just their own CEO of their own company under their own numbers, is it correct that they do not have to have workers' comp on their policy and they don't have to have uh, OCAC on their policy, that they could just cover themselves under their personal uh, health insurance policy? Wow. Okay. So let me jump in on a couple of those and then, Tom, I'll let you jump in. So um, I'm going to work from the middle. The dispatch service, you know, I've been watching this market segment for 20 plus years. I've seen some really good business models, but I've watched so many of these kind of come and go. Um, I don't know any that I'm overly impressed with, and I'm sure there are good ones. I just haven't had a lot of contact with them. I, I've just watched a lot come and go and kind of disappear. So I certainly don't have a top three list, much less a top 10. Um, you know, it, in, in some ways, uh, and I'll let Tom jump in on this. Um, in some ways, my model is almost find three to five really good brokers and, and let them do most of this stuff for you. And you probably don't even need a dispatch service. You know, if all they're really right. doing, finding you loads and booking the loads, now the problem is, you know, as, as small carriers, many times we complain that the brokers in the middle taking part of the rate. Well, well, of course they are. And they're providing a service to do it. But now we're asking to put somebody else in the middle of the transaction and they're going to have to take a part of that rate. And we keep having less and less left over. So, and Tom, I'll let you comment on this, but I think I could find a couple of really good brokers and not need a dispatch service at all. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, yeah you know, I agree with that. Yeah, who would that you know, be? Uh, who, who can handle forty-five day authority, forty-five day old authority, that kind of thing? Oh, you know the, the age of authority. We had this we discussion over the weekend on the show. I don't see that as a big problem. I know that if your authority's young, not everybody is going to work with you. But we don't need everybody to work with us. In the beginning, we're going to have to dig a little deeper go out and personally build some relationships and we can get around that early, you know, authority thing. And before you know it, you've had your authority for six months or a year, and now it's no longer an issue. So there, there's lots of brokers out there. I realize some of them have the policy. Your authority has to be so old, but there are plenty. And here's the other difference. If you are you know, doing what we talked about, you're shopping the load boards, 
You're making cold calls. Everything is working against you at this point. Remember, the broker holding the freight has a customer that they need to provide value to. And every time they put a load on a truck they don't know, they're risking their own business. So when you call and they don't know you and you're young with your authority, now you've got two big strikes against you. But if, you know, Tom, the model I've talked about many times is if you want to build good relationships with a broker, do what nobody else is doing. How about just researching their company a little bit, learning about, you know, whether they have the freight in the lanes that you're interested in and then personally going to meet them. Tell them about your business. Tell them about your goals, what you're looking for. Wouldn't you be much more willing to work with somebody who took that extra step and did that? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's so much easier when I have a relationship with a carrier or a driver. It doesn't matter how new their authority is. If I know that I can count on them and trust them, that's going to be so much easier for me because I have to go through and post loads and do, you know, do a whole lot to cover a load if I am posting and hoping. I'd much rather give it to Joe, who I've done business with in the past. And, you know, we know that you know how to drive a truck because you have your CDL and, you know, you're now in business, you know, properly vetting the carrier, of course, that's a big deal nowadays, you know, making sure that everything is set and, you know, that's important. But the relationship is also just as important because without having a solid relationship, we don't have a customer because, you know, they will give me loads and I can't cover them. And that's a problem. Right. So, John, that's kind of my take on the dispatch service and and the follow-up to that, the, you know, the little bit of time on the authority. We can get around that. I don't think I would be willing to pay a dispatch service. I think, you know, I can set up my business so a couple good brokers and I don't need somebody dispatching me. The workers come. I'll address that real quick. What state are you in? Uh, The company is out of New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey's one of, there are several states I know the work, this is a very state specific thing. Workers comp is different, wildly different in different states. Most states, if you are a principal of the company, will allow you to opt out of the workers comp system completely. Now, you may find, yeah, you may find though there are companies that if you're going to do business with them, especially in this world, they sometimes require that you have workers' comp in place, but many times they'll accept OCAT. And a lot of times you can just get away with nothing whatsoever. Um, you can opt out most states and, and then just take your chances or some kind of disability insurance. Um, so that was the second and third question. What was the first one now? Uh, just the, uh, as we said, we talked about the discussion, so the, uh, the brokers, the good brokers for the, uh, 25 day old authority. And, uh, okay. and with the OCAC, you don't have to have OCAC either, unless you're leasing it on to somebody else. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's usually 99% of the time. It's the carrier that, you do that requires some form of protection, either, you know, true workers comp or OCAC so that, 
you can't come back and explain that that's the real issue. If you're independent in most states, you can just stop out of That's what I thought. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, let's go to Texas. Kyle, welcome to the program. Kyle, are you with us? Hey, Kevin. Kevin, it's Tom. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, well, I've uh, been a driver for quite a few years here, and uh, I'm looking into going into brokering. I've seen some online classes, but I'm the type of person that likes to uh, stare at the instructor and sit on the front row and uh, make them feel uncomfortable. I'm trying to study so hard. Are there any Got suggestions, it. any classes out there that you can recommend me? Well, I've got a couple suggestions. Um so you say you're a driver now, you're interested in becoming a broker. Is that what you're going to do full-time and only that? Do you want to go out and become a full... The reason I ask that is a lot of small carriers with their own authority will also get their broker authority. So if they get a couple extra loads, they can move them somewhere else. Um, but what you're talking about is just not driving anymore and becoming a broker. Is that correct? That is the option that I am looking at. I would like to be able to do that. Yes, sir. Got it. So let me tell you, before we even talk about how you might do it, let me tell you the biggest single thing I see that trips people up, drivers, because I've watched people, and I, I did this myself early on in my career. I did go become a broker. Um, but what I see many, many times is drivers will say, well, boy, I could be a broker. I get this. I know you know, how much freight fits in a trailer. I get rates and lanes and I've been doing this a long time. They miss one critical skill that being a broker is really 90% this skill. It's sales. You know, if you want to be an independent broker or, or maybe you want to be an agent, we could talk about that. That may be a little different. Or maybe you want to work in a brokerage operation but if you want to start a true independent brokerage, I go out and beat on a lot of doors and you better have some reasonably good sales skills and you better be willing to work on that. And that's what I see. I've watched guys go through broker school, get out and think, well, now what do I do? You got to go find freight. Well, Finding freight well, is a... Uh, I'm sorry. I've got a strong that the sales. Yeah, that is the grind. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, that, I've that, got a strong to, and uh, I understand that uh, if you want to first find the first person to talk to, throw a rock in the air, let it land, go for the first person that's standing next to it. I mean, you yeah, just start. I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back. But if you have a sales background, then you get it already. But I've watched so many people not realize that being a broker is really all about selling. You got to sell to the to sell twice you got to sell to the shipper and you got to sell to the carrier it's a lot of selling we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford All right, a quick heads up. We're uh, heading into the third segment here. That means we've got uh, two segments left to take questions. We've got some room. Jump in with questions, comments, topics, whatever you've got. And if you press one on your phone right now, we'll be able to get to you. 
Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. Joining me today, I've got Tom McClear from Max Trans Logistics, and we're talking with Kyle in Texas. So, Kyle, that's a, a really, really big hurdle because it, it's one of the biggest problems I see is guys just don't realize how much selling is involved. And if they don't have any sales background or they don't do a lot of training, this is a really, really difficult business to break into. But if you have sales background, you get it. You know what selling's all about. Um, I, you know, I, I mentioned that that I did this early on in my career. It would have been late '80s, early night, right around 1990, I think. Um, and I actually went and worked with a broker who was just kind of starting uh, school, and the school was really go work in his office for two weeks and you know kind of hang out and watch what he was doing and when there were breaks we would you know go in another room and sit and talk about and he'd show me how the whole operation worked it was actually a, a really cool experience for me to get me jump started um, and then i did come out and start you know just an independent actually i came out and i was an agent first so the difference you can kind of be a captive agent a, a sales agent you're still independent but you can be attached to a carrier. So you could find a carrier to become an agent for, and at that point, your whole job really is sales. You're just gonna go sell the freight, they're gonna handle moving it. If you wanna start an independent brokerage, not only do you have to sell the freight, you've gotta go move the freight. And it's almost impossible to do with one person. It's really difficult unless you're in a financial position where you can start really, really small and and have enough money to get by. Otherwise, it's really kind of a two-person job. One person needs to be out selling, the other one needs to be in the office moving the freight. Um, so at the school itself, I will, uh, I'm drawing a total blank on the guy's name and I have known him for years, but uh, Tom, I'll let you jump in and, and comment on some of those and I'll look it up for him real quick. Yeah, you know, uh, on the sales side, that is really important. And, you know, with all, you know, the, with, the, with the trucking background, it, it really helps becoming a broker, knowing the trucking industry. Uh, you know, that, that's a really big deal because you can actually, you know, once you finally get that customer on the phone or you're meeting them face-to-face, -face, they're going to know, they're going to know right away if you know what you're talking about or not. And, okay. you know, I think it goes back to what Kevin said about just, um, you know, giving value to the customer. They have, you know, I talk to my customers and they say they get 15 calls a day from brokers trying to get their business. And, you know, how do you win that business? And that is by providing value and, you know, doing what you say you're going to do and being honest and being competitive with your rates and, you know, breaking into the industry. That is just, that's, that's the hardest part about the, just taking the time to make those calls. And like Kevin said, also, if you're by yourself, you don't have 
you don't have time to move and service your customer and also do the selling. Uh, that's a huge balancing act. You know, I, some days, you know, I'm making 80, 80 sales calls, you know, via, via email or making phone calls. And then if I have, you know, another 20 or 30 loads on the board or, or more than that, you know, you're busy. And you really need you. You are definitely going to need some additional support. And if you're learning the industry, uh, that that's a, a pretty big challenge. Okay. I'm up so, for the challenge. Yeah. So there you go. And again, you could decide. You know, do you want to be an agent? Do you want to work for another brokerage for a while to to get some of that? You know, I I tend to you know, jump in with both feet. And, uh, you know, I went through the two week school, got everything set up and went out and tried to start the brokerage on my own. It was tough. I did it for about a year. I actually yep. made some money, um, but it, it, it's a challenge. And I had two partners, by the way. So there were actually three of us um, running the business. I, I David Dwinell is the, uh, the guy that I actually worked with back in the 90s. I think he started his school in the late 80s, 87 or so. Uh, he was in Milwaukee at the time. He's in Phoenix now or just outside of Phoenix. Um, it, it, he's been doing this for a very, very, very long time. So that's somebody I have, you know, firsthand experience with from, you know, almost 30 years ago. Um, but he's still around. He's still doing this. I think he runs probably the largest broker training school in the country. You could find others, you know, Google freight broker training. You'll find a dozen of them. Um, and I'm a big believer in education. You know, people will say, oh, why would you pay to go to a school? Everything's on the Internet today. Well, yeah, it is. But try to find it all and make sense of it. You know, a school is going to shortcut the learning curve dramatically. You know, you're going to get immersed in do this, this, this and this. And then you can, you know, hit the ground kind of running. What was his last name again? Dwinell. D-W-I-N-E-L-L. Um, the website is loadtraining.com. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, well, I think we've got some more calls we've got to get to. They're, they're piling up again. So let's get back to the calls. Let's go to Utah. Eric, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin, Tom. <clears throat> uh, two things. Uh, first, if I'm trying to build a lane from a certain area, what's a good way for me to locate a local broker without just finding somebody who's posting to the load boards? Well, I'll jump in, Tom, and then I'll let you comment on that. This is one of those things where it's just pure legwork. I mean, there's there's no secret to, to getting this kind of stuff done. It's just a lot of phone calls, a lot of looking things up until you hit, you know, the one you're looking for. It, let's get to some specifics. That might help. What what part of the country are we talking about? Well, let's just say I coming out of the house. I live in southwest Washington, and I don't mean picking a particular broker. I just mean finding them. Where are brokers listed other than on load ports? Um, that's going to be your best bet. I mean, the brokers are oh. virtually every brokers on the load board. Um, so that, that is probably the single easy, you know, there used to be books. There probably still are, um, you know, physical books that you could buy 
that listed brokers and credit ratings and all those other things. But most of that stuff now is is managed online. Most of it really is managed through the uh, the load boards themselves. So that's, you know, I would start there at the load boards and, you know, find a couple of brokers that are in that area. And if you're in that area, this is where I would go, you know, physically meet them. It's near the house. This is as easy as it's going to get. When you're looking for a broker to get you out of the house, um, you know, on your days off, you know, make a list and just go see these people. Call them, make appointments um, and go see them. And are you looking just to get any freight out of that area or are you looking in a very specific lane or a destination you want to get to? Now, to start with, it would just be to, you know, get out of a certain place. And it wouldn't just be the house. There's a couple of places across the country I could really use a better broker out of than TQL or anybody. So. Well, you know, there's a couple well, you know, ways to... Me, you could you could use a larger broker that has freight all over the country. I'm not a big fan of that. I find it's much harder to build relationships with really big companies. People move around all the time. And by the way, I say this all the time, but it's an important point. We don't build relationships with companies. We build relationships with individuals that work at companies. And it seems to me, in my experience, the bigger they are, the more people move around all the time. I would be looking for one broker at the house, one or two maybe, um, and then wherever they could get me freight that I was interested in, I would then go look for smaller brokers in those areas. And I would start to get really focused on, you know, a lane, a triangle, um, you know, some regional stuff, but I, I wouldn't just be running all over the place. It makes it much harder to do. Uh, Tom, go ahead. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I know when when I have when a carrier calls me and says, "Hey, you know, where do you have freight at?" And I, you know, my next thing is like, "Well, I have freight all over. You know, I have freight out of Ohio, Indiana." My next question is, "How often are you going to be in this location?" You let me know every day where you're going to be, and as soon as something comes up, I'm calling you. And that's about the relationship and giving value to the customer. Because I say, hey, I have a driver who's going to be here every Tuesday. He's going to be here every Thursday. And, look, we can get we can get something moving here. And that helps me with the customer. And then, of course, it helps you, the driver, really be able to plan a week and really get the miles that you need or the rate that you need in order to, you know, to, to just rock and roll all week. So that communication just – happen where are those loads at that's 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 what's really important well said uh we are going to get to a break eric we're going to come back to you right after the break i want to make sure we got all your questions and got you good answers stick around we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford this is broker connect Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 
The website is letstruck.com. This is Broker Connect. I've got Tom McClear with me from Max Trans Logistics. And uh, we're going to go back to Eric in Utah. Before we do, Tom, one of the things that always happens to me, I get wrapped up in what I'm doing and I forget to uh, uh, pay attention to the clock. And before I know it, the show's over with. Um, you are looking for good owner operators, small carriers to partner with, correct? Absolutely. Every, every day. That's, that's what the goal is. So if, if somebody's interested and real quick, what, what kind of freight are, is it all over the board? You do all kinds of stuff. So there, there are things you specialize in. Are there, you know, certain carriers you're really looking for? Well, you know, I look for anybody who can run power only. I, I had, I had touched on that a little bit that I do run quite a bit of power only. And, um, you know, that's load out and towaways and chassis. So and I'm running those uh, pretty much in the Midwest uh, and, you know, down into Texas quite a bit. Uh, I do move some reefer freight, some flatbeds, and some van loads, just regional out of Tennessee and, um, you know, pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, but mostly the Midwest is really where, where I'm the hottest at right now. So if, if you uh, have freight, Kind of everywhere. You're you're obviously you know centralized in that one place, but you got freight everywhere. You could work with a small carrier and and start to work on on helping them stay loaded in lots of places. Absolutely, and that's and that's the question I always ask them. I'm like, okay, after this load, what do you have planned? Because there's nothing better to you know book a load on them, and then as soon as they empty out they're on the next load with me, which is nice. I mean, that saves time for me to where I can pay more attention to the customer and, you know, do what I need to do in order to, you know, to, to stay in business. Absolutely. So how would somebody get a hold of you if they're interested? You know, they can call me at any time, um, the 423-803-2573. Reach out. That is my direct line. You call me at any time and I'll answer. Um, and if you want, do you have any questions about anything? I'll be more than happy to help. That's for sure. Fantastic. All right, let's get back to Eric. So Eric, I'll, I'll throw in one more thing and, and we'll make sure we got your question answered. Finding a good broker or a couple good brokers to work with is a lot like I talked about with sales. Many times people will call me because I've been talking about this and they'll say, look, I, I tried to build a relationship with this broker and it just didn't work. Well, okay. You tried. How many times are you going to try? And my answer is when, when that question comes up, how many times am I going to try until it works? If that's 10, it's 10. If it's 110, it's 110. I mean, I'm going to keep doing what I have to do till I, till I solve the problem. And right now your problem is you need some brokers to get you out of that area. This is really just a matter of making a lot of phone calls and visiting a lot of people and asking a lot of questions until you find that fit that's right for you. And sometimes it means trying it and saying, hey, you know what? It just really didn't work. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad broker. You know, there sometimes it's just a fit, you know, and, and finding that good fit so you can stay with somebody and, and get as much freight as possible from as few brokers as possible it is, is the model that I see that works best. You know, I do tax returns for owner operators. And, and when I get a guy who's got his own authority and I'm not exaggerating, 
I get 200 1099s on his tax return because that's how many brokers he worked with last year. You can't build any relationships like that. So th this is really just a matter of, you know, getting on, finding the phone numbers and, and making the phone calls. Oh, that makes sense. I did have one other question. Um, sure. I, I missed Tom's little spiel at the beginning, or at least I missed the first part of it, but he did mention now again that he does power only. And I've been, I'm a flat better, but I've been considering doing some power only. But I'd like to know, is there any special requirements? Do I have to have any kind of special insurance to do power only? Or is it just leave my trailer at home and call you for a load? That's a really good question. And, you know, I, I go through that a lot when I'm setting up the carriers. Typically, you got the two types of power only loads. You have like a loadout and then you have a tollway. The tollway, the carrier is going to, the, the, the trailer itself is the cargo. So that insurance typically is covering the, the, the trailer because the trailer itself is the cargo. But when you're doing a loadout, which is you're going to pick up my empty trailer, then you're going to load it and run it for a period of time. Seven to ten days is usually what that is. You're going to need interchange insurance, um, and that's like a rider that you can get from your insurance company. Um, I have a range from fifteen up to about thirty-five thousand uh, dollars that I see my carriers um, who have who carry that on their insurance. Okay, that, see, and, that's that's I needed to know because I never heard of that before. So, yep, it's, yep, it's mostly it's interchange insurance that the carriers are are are. Are, uh, they're covered on there. Um, and the loadouts are nice because, you know, if I'm offering a, a load uh, down to Laredo, I guess, from Indiana, you know, you're you're able to cover your deadhead miles to get out of there because of the rate um, that you have for the trailer and you're able to use it. So you don't have wear and tear on your own equipment and, you know, you have a brand new trailer that you're pulling and the service is, you know, 99% of the time from the trailers that you're pulling you know, they're covered under the um, uh, the customer's maintenance plan. So you get a flat tire, you know, it's a problem with the trailer. They're sending road service out to fix it. Uh, so it's a pretty nice deal. Got it. You know, that that's a segment of the market I know a lot of people just aren't even familiar with. Um, and it's, you know, like in this case, it doesn't have to be something you commit to all the time. You know, you could kind of mix and match, and it's a you know way to get out and do something a little different, find some other freight. So, um, great answer there, Tom. I, that's that's what the show's all about: helping the carriers understand what's available, what the business models are. So, that's excellent. Let's go to Georgia, David. Welcome to the program. David, are you with us? Oh, hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I I have a question about negotiating a rate with brokers on dedicated runs. Uh, so, Tom, how does it feel knowing you helped screw hundreds of owner-operators taking $100,000 salary while not even doing your job at Farm to Fleet with Scam Artist Bill Hood? And, Kevin, have you ever booked a load in your life? Me? Booked a load from which end? Ah, freaking idiots. Come on, which end? Ah, oh, David, come on. You can't call and insult people and then just run. Unbelievable. You know, come on, I love callers like that, but not when they're just kind of clueless. And 
afraid to actually engage. So he was calling to insult yeah, some other broker um, that he obviously has a problem with and doesn't yeah. want to engage. Have I booked loads from both ends many times as a broker way back when, as a carrier many times? Not sure what the point of the, uh, the question was, though. Um, we are just about out of time. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Tom, uh, anything you want to close with? Uh, just anything at all? We've got about two minutes. Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, the, the, I guess uh, they will talk today. Um, you know, the, I guess it, it seems like the biggest thing is getting value to our customers and as an owner-operator, what you can do to, I guess, continue to keep the truck rolling because that's what it's all about. And you know, building those relationships, that's, I, I just can't say that more. But, you know, let your brokers know where you're going to be, when you're going to be, you know. In the morning when you start off in the day or when you're empty, shoot your, you know, your top five brokers, your top ten brokers an email saying, hey, this is where I'm going to be at. Let me know if you have anything. Just that simple email instead of just posting your truck and hoping somebody's going to call you, just sending that simple email and communicating, that's going to make it, so much better for you down the road uh, just because you have that relationship that you're building. And I'll, I check my email and say, hey, so-and-so is going to be ready here. I can search. I can call my customers and say, hey, I have a truck that's going to be ready today. They're going to be here. Do you have anything? And it's so important just to keep the, that communication open. You know, that, that's such a great point because you look at how much work it is to just shop the load boards for rate. As an owner-operator, if I have to get on, spend all that time, make all those phone calls, I, I'm not out making money. It, it's so much right. easier if I have that relationship. And like you said, I don't even have to really make a phone call. Just drop an email in the morning. Here's where I'm going to be the next couple of days. Here's what I'm looking for and let you go to work and do that work for me because that's what you do best. Absolutely. And then I can focus on what I do best instead of wasting all this time scrolling through, looking for rates, calling, negotiating, all that stuff. And, you know, the onboarding process every time I use a new broker, um, so much easier to just build the relationships and let the broker work for you. Tom, again, we're, uh, we're out of time. Thanks so much. That was Tom McClure from Max Trans Logistics. Give them a call. Start building those relationships. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Robinson. All right. Thanks, everybody. We're just doing the one hour today. We will see you back here tomorrow for the power hour. Uh, Tom, real quick, I just want to say thanks again. That was awesome. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you and talking to you. And thank you for having me on your program. All right. Fantastic. Thanks again. And we'll see everybody tomorrow.